Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What the hell is going on here? Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. If we had planned things a little bit better, we probably should have recorded this like eight hours from now with a glass of our favorite straight liquor watching election results roll in. To either celebrate or to drown. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, honestly, one way or the other, but uh, mostly to just kind of calm the nerves, I guess. I, I just recently saw on Twitter someone saying that they felt like all of America was waiting on biopsy results. Yeah, I re- I just retweeted that earlier today. Okay, it must have been you <laughs> that I saw that from, but that, that, perfectly, that perfectly captured it, I think. Mm-hmm. But luckily, for all of our listeners out there, we're not going to talk about voting because by the time you hear this, you will have already voted or not voted. So, you know. May the best party win. <laughs> but it's been kind of a it's been kind of a week, right, Heather? It sounds like it's been it's been a week already and it's only two days in. I am um leaving the country on Thursday. And it's just I, I, I can't describe what has happened in the last two days in terms of what has to happen before I leave. Um, and just as we were setting up, I got a very distressed text from Lita, who has been struggling with two teachers over some ungraded work that was going to... She she was supposed to have gotten a 4.0 for her first term, and she was really excited about it. But then um, I had to, she had to go get an eye exam a week and a half ago. She had to miss some classes, and those are excused absences, and you're allowed to make up that work. But those teachers are being real dicks. I'm just going to say it. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Wow. Why, but if they're excused, like what's the... They're saying, well, I already turned the grades in and there's nothing I can do because it's at the district now, which is a complete and utter cop out because I talked to my brother-in-law who works at one of the districts here in, in Utah and he's like, no, we change grades all the time. These teachers are just not willing to like pick up a finger and move a mouse and re-enter something. So I could get it if they weren't excused. I mean, if that, it'd still kind of be a dick move, but if they're excused absences, maybe it is inconvenient, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, one of them um, was not even a test. It wasn't even a project. It wasn't even an essay. It was just like this in-class, like, sheet that they did that she missed because she was getting her eyes checked and it's not like it was like this major major project that she had to turn in it was just this like one-off thing and it and she got a zero she got an f on this thing and 
she's gone to the teacher and I told her to approach the teacher very, very softly and generously and say, you know, I really want to do well in this class. And my hope is to get as the best grades possible. And is there any, any way you can resubmit the grade for the last term since it was an excused absence? You know, I'm allowed to make up that work. And the teacher's like, nope, 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 nothing I can do. My hands are tied. So I called my brother-in-law and he told me what the next steps to take. And she just, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So she's at school dealing with that right now. She's at school dealing with that right now. And yesterday, uh, her contacts came in and these are sort of trial contacts. They're to see if she they're the right prescription, to see if she likes them. And she was able to put them in her eyes within five minutes. And I read about it on Instagram, the look on her face when she got both of the, I wish I could be happier talking about this right now, but literally everything this morning has sort of like, it's like a volcano has gone off. She was joyous when she could see without glasses on her face. Like, I wish I had recorded it. The woman who was helping us almost started crying. Well, then her old prescription was also you realized yeah wrong right? right so not only does she not have glasses but now she can actually see i mean she can actually see it's pretty significant and i guess because i don't wear glasses because glasses are a little bit away from your eyes it's very different than contacts which are right on your eyes so vision is is that much clearer like she just the, the look on her face was just this stunned shocked i can't believe things have the edges that they do and she just texted me about this grade in math, and she lost one of the contacts at school. She had to put her glasses back on, and now I have to reorder lenses, trial lenses, and come to find out um, last night, um, God, I sound down, don't I? It's just been one thing after another. Marlo came home, and <laughs> she took a vision test last week with her glasses that I the prescription was changed in May. She took a vision test and they sent home a letter that said that she needs to have her eyes checked again. Now, did she, because essentially Lita's glasses were the wrong prescription, right? Yeah. So there's at this point, I have to figure out how badly I rage at Lens Crafters if it's the wrong prescription. The problem is that I don't have time before I leave the country to go take Marlo's glasses up to the center where she gets them done to see if it's the right prescription. And I just, I'm, I'm running out of time, I guess, is what I, it's one of those things where it's like I'm running out of time and, and one thing keeps dropping after another and I, I don't know how to keep up with what needs to get done. And I guess I'm terrified that something major is going to fall through the cracks. Something major, major. I think that's the, the sound of my voice right now. You mean between now and when you leave or when you're gone? Or both? Both. I mean, and, and there's so much shit going on with Marlo, too, with kids at school. And, like... <sighs> I mean, I know it's totally easier said than done. But if something major is going to fall through, it's going to fall through. Like, yeah, there's not anything that you can really do to prevent it because that's ultimately what we spend most of our days doing is trying to prevent, you know, major shit from falling through the cracks. So you're already doing that. <laughs> and if something falls, it's going to fall. I, yeah. I gets like that, you know, worry, worry only when you have to. Though I totally get where you're coming from because... When enough shit hits the fan, you just settle into this constant state of 
Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And it's election day, so there's there's a lot of oh shits. <laughs> uh, I'm trying I'm trying to avoid Twitter. I mean, I've checked Twitter a couple of times and I've seen some things and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to not do this right now cuz I have like four projects due before I leave on Thursday and yeah. In addition to like calming down my teenager and in addition to managing the social aspects of my child's interaction with kids and (laughs) yep and i mean we talk all the time about time being compressed but it's these times too where you're staring down an actual limited window Mm -hmm. because you're leaving yeah and that makes it that makes it harder but yeah i've stayed off stayed off twitter too i just don't i don't have the headspace for it even the positive i just i just don't have the headspace because i think today would be a day where you could easily get sucked in yeah. But. Um, you know, again, everything is okay. Everybody's alive and well, and you know, we are okay. Yeah. No matter what happens, you'll figure it out. Doesn't mm-hmm. make it any easier, but at least you didn't find yourself at a monster truck rally over the weekend. <laughs> Please do tell. Please tell. <laughs> I don't. You know, these things come along, and the whole time you know that you shouldn't say yes to do something and you say yes anyway i don't know why i went to this <laughs> did stupid you, thing who did you go with well i took i took lexton but a friend of mine and her son uh, they were going because her boyfriend got i don't know tickets to this event at, at like all state arena this huge venue outside of chicago and he got really good tickets so she was rounding up people to go and lexton knows her son pretty well and I, I guess I said yes because I'd never been. And Lexton is kind of into cars, not really, but sort of. So I figured, what the hell? Oh, man, that was... <laughs> I don't... And I, I, I tried to stay super positive the whole time. And we left and I asked him, like, well, what would you think? He's like, that was a really good thing to do one time. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Thank you. Because that was... It, it's definitely loud... It's boring as all hell. It, and it was indoors, so it's super loud. The sound is echoing. There's ex- the smell of like exhaust and engine and everywhere. So we both leave with headaches. And yeah, it was a great way to kick off the weekend. <sighs> Very out of my element. Oh, man. Was, how was the crowd? Oh, the crowd was. The crowd was something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there some of it I expected. There were like some little kids who, you know, have on the big ear protection that are super excited because big trucks are there. Uh, but it was, it was a crowd. I don't, I don't fully know how to explain it. It was pretty full. <laughs> you don't know how to explain without being judgmental, do you? I, I really don't. Um, <laughs> I will say it was, there were like, I don't know, eight or 10 of these monster truck drivers. And they did a bunch of different events and I wasn't really paying attention. Like they put the people up on the screen and what their name is and what the name of their truck is and all this shit. And I wasn't watching it. And then there's one event, someone wins and they climb out of their truck thing and start to dance. And immediately as I'm watching this happen, I'm like, that is not a man dancing. (laughs) Like I know it's not and takes off the helmet. And it's this, just this petite blonde woman driving this, big ass truck kicked everyone's ass 
and that's I, awesome. I turned, I turned to Lex and I'm like, wow, it's a woman. He's like, yeah, that makes it awesome. <laughs> and that was it. He was like jaw dropped amazed. So I guess for that one moment, it was worthwhile. But yeah, it was quite, it was quite the, quite the crew. So that was Friday night. That was Friday night. And, and it's like, I personally, which is super lame. I hate going out on Friday night because I'm, I'm dead. I just like five o'clock rolls around on Friday and I don't want to do anything at all. Even, even on the weekends, I don't have Lex and I just feel so drained that I don't really want to, I don't want to be social. I just kind of want to decompress. And that was not the place to decompress. <laughs> no. That was that was something else. While you were doing that, I was watching. Have you ever heard of Taylor Mac? I have not. He is a a drag queen, sort of a, a comedic drag queen who sings and does a show with music and comedy. And so I was I was seeing a drag queen to take the living shit out of red the red state of Utah. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. That I would that I would devote a Friday night to. It was very good. Most of the people in the audience, I believe, were left leaning, and so there was a lot of laughter, and it was it was it was a great show. Very different, probably, from the audience at a monster truck show. I would, I would imagine, yeah. Mm. But that 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 would be great. I would do that. Yeah, I like I like those kind of events. But it's it's interesting because Utah obviously is red, but you're we're in a probably a very blue audience. I wish it was a red audience. Like I wish that because all the people in the audience walking in agreed with everything that was going to be said, more mm-hmm. or less. And I wish more people who I wish people would choose to go to events and be like, I don't agree with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out, like me at the monster truck rally, for example. <laughs> Not really my thing, but hey. Well, I told you that I saw the Book of Mormon, right? Have you seen the Book of Mormon? I have not, no. I they it came to Utah and it played in a theater literally around the corner from Temple Square. Oh wow. and I had not seen it and I mean I had heard things about it, but I mean I was just blown away by how accurately for me the book of mormon sort of takes the piss out of what it means to be a missionary in the church and the whole practice of of proselytizing and the mythology around being a missionary and whatnot and i was i was literally in tears and unable to breathe at certain points because because it was just so dead on and it played at this theater where most people buy like season passes like locals buy season oh, passes, you know? Okay. So ha- I'm thinking that half the audience had no idea what they were getting themselves into because there were literally gigantic sections of the theater in complete silence during the funniest parts of the show. And then there were these other parts of the audience that were howling and cla- clapping and standing up and laughing. And then just like these very old white people with really, <laughs> really horrified looks on their faces. Oh, expecting something very different from the Book expecting of Mormon. Expecting something very different than than that. So that was an experience. That was interesting. And I, because I thought going in, I thought, okay, everybody knows that this is, you know, making fun of making fun of it. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Wow. No. 
some people got up and left. <laughs> Which I guess goes to show, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I know about it. I feel yeah. like you almost have to try to not at least have heard about it. And if nothing else, to know that it's it's not a pro-Mormon production. Nope. I mean, <laughs> that that's kind of apparent without even really reading into it. Oh, man, that would have been great. I would. I think I would have moved to the other section of the audience just to clap. I was sitting next to some people who were just not making any sort of movement with their body or face or anything, just sort of like trying to hold it together. So like truly horrified. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. So this, this trip is um, a cowboy's daughter sings in a, a choir here at a school, and they take a trip every year to to Europe and they sing in churches across Europe. And so this trip was planned uh, back in July. And I did not knowing that, of course, while I'm gone, like a hundred million things are happening, including Marlo has to give another oral report. Marlo has to give an oral report every month of fourth grade. Wow. How, yeah. how long is it? What is it on? Um, each time she gets to choose a different topic. Last time it was on corgis. Um, oh my God. So like it, literally any topic, there's no... Um, It's supposed to be about something interesting to you. It's like the teacher's being very, very, very generous about it. Because I remember Lita's fourth grade teacher, who was awful and got fired, was very specific about, you know, you can only choose these kinds of topics. And Marlo's teacher is just like, whatever interests you and you're going to get excited to talk about, you know, find something. So, so the goal being like research a topic and get used to speaking in front of a group. Yes. Okay. And she has to like, she's graded on eye contact and emphasis and um, the visuals that she's using and pointing to the visuals. And it's all about getting the confidence to get up and, you know, present something. Huh. That's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a good, I mean, I was in speech contests when I was at her age and winning speech contests at her age and... In fifth grade, I won the state contest. <laughs> you were all about it. I was all about it. My mom my mom is no joke when it comes to this. My mom has offered to help with these oral reports. And my mother is going to be watching the kids while I'm gone. And she decided this time that she was going to do it on Alexander Hamilton. Have you gotcha. seen Hamilton? I have not. Okay. So I saw that. I saw Hamilton in May. Phenomenal show. Lin-Manuel Miranda was not in it. He ended his run, I think, last year. Okay. So Mormons are feverish about their genealogy work. And my sister-in-law did the genealogy. And we are distant cousins of Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton Ooh. is my maiden wow. name. Yes. So like my dad, Mike Hamilton. My dad is actually going to go be in the room when Marlo does this. So this is, I'm kind of, like, I'm excited to go where I'm going, but I'm kind of sad that I'm missing the fact that my dad is going to be in Marlo's fourth grade class watching this happen. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she's going to talk all about Alexander Hamilton, and then she's going to say what he's best known for is his duel with, Al with Aaron Burr. And here to help me demonstrate what a duel is, Grandpa Mike, stand up. <laughs> oh, my, he's actually going to take part? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, they're going to imitate a duel, I think. Um, and 
she's going to have my dad my my dad go up in front and they're going to have a duel and yeah with everything that you have talked about with your dad and <laughs> that everything i've read on your website he he seems kind of i don't know if straight laced is the right word uh-huh. but i for some reason hearing that he's going to go into a, a, a class in elementary school and participate in a mock duel <laughs> seems extremely out of character is that just me is that my dad is a is a complicated figure he has an extraordinary sense of humor my dad is really funny I, as a kid like my favorite memories of him are imitating people and imitating voices and being over the top sometimes in his humor and physical humor even though he's like extraordinary conservative and it's all about being appropriate in public. And so I can see my dad being in front of those kids thinking, I have this audience here and I can see my dad totally playing it up being like, and I'm not, I'm not sure who's playing Alexander Hamilton and who's playing who, but my dad will probably play Alexander Hamilton and he'll like have to like pretend to die. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I'm thinking like, I want to be there to see this. I want to be there to see my dad pretend to die in front of a whole bunch of nine-year-olds. <laughs> that is, that's so awesome. Especially like, like you said, if he latches on to that audience and mm -hmm. just really does play it up. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's just one of the, so I've been helping Marlo practice, you know, her lines. We haven't done the poster board yet. That has to be done before I, or I leave. And But yeah, that, that's one of the things that is happening next week. That's hard. Yeah. I hate planning things for that exact reason. <laughs> I'm a planner. Like, I love to have plans. But I, I feel like every time I make a big plan or a plan that's a long ways out, something like that happens. Every time. Not only that, the most devastating part about devastating, <laughs> the world is not ending. Well, we won't know until tomorrow, will we? <laughs> That's right. It might. Uh, Lita uh, is, her federation is on Saturday and I'm missing it. She's playing. Saturday of this week? Yes. Um, she's playing her concerto piece, which is a, basically she plays with her piano teacher in front of judges on Saturday afternoon. And it is the most difficult piece she's ever been assigned. It is so hard. And, and have you ever missed a federation? No, okay. I've never missed a federation. And she's really sad that I'm not going to be there. And I, I totally get it. She's sad about her grades. She's now upset about this contact going missing. She's had some weirdness going on with some friends. And it's just a lot right now. I think we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of emotional work that goes into nurturing our teenagers and being there for them and listening to them and affirming their feelings. She's really, 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 really serious about her grades and she's devastated by this A minus that she got in math. And my instinct as someone who was like that is to be like, Lita, I promise you that in the scheme of life, that A minus is nothing. You, you won't even remember it. But I know how she feels. And it's like, you know what? I'm so sorry that you feel this way. And I'm sorry that you're devastated. I, I think some people are just wired that way. Yeah. I think if you had to go back to school and you got an A minus, even knowing what you know now, yeah. There'd be that immediate like gut punch. 
of failure. Yeah. Because that's how you're wired. It's how, yeah, it's how we're wired. It's not, it's not, it's not a perfect A, it's an A minus. Like, yeah. And there's nothing that you can ever say that will make it less devastating Mm -hmm. for her. Except, you know, in 10 years when she looks back, it's like, oh my God, why did I waste all of that energy on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard. There's this other post that I'm writing about this hair product that I'm using for Lita. And normally I don't write about products that people want to send me, send me, but this is an actual hair straightening product that works really well, actually, that they were willing to give me some if I wrote about it and I, and Lita wants straighter hair. So and it is a long process, but you only have to do it every 90 days or so. And on Sunday, I was in the middle of applying everything and blowing her hair dry and blah, 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 blah. All this is huge, like 17 step process. And she's just like, can you put the blow dryer down for just a second? I was like, yeah. And she's like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And then for the next 45 minutes, she just let it all out. And grades and piano and friends and, you know, glasses and all this stuff. And I just, you know, I have like this hamster wheel of like things in my head of the stuff that I got to get done this week. And it was just like, put it aside, Heather, and give her this time. Give her this time and give her this attention and, you know, let her know that it's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Especially if she picked that time to Mm -hmm. open up. It's nice that she does that. Lexton is a little more not he's not reserved about it, but he just has a tendency to kind of I don't know if I don't know if it's brooding. (laughs) He'll just like visibly look upset and kind of sigh and grunt and groan. And I've I've actually tested this where I don't I act like I don't see it. Thinking in 20 minutes, he's going to just tell me something is wrong. He doesn't. I mean, it goes on for hours until I finally am like, so is something bothering you? And then everything explodes. <laughs> She'll do that sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> God, I just, and I tell him every time, like, if you just tell me something is bothering you, it's a lot easier than grunting and groaning until I ask. Because in truth, sometimes I, I think I'm probably not really in tune with it because I have a million other things going on. So sometimes I wonder if he's been grunting and groaning for hours and I'm just now realizing it. Mm -hmm. He's just, just out with it. And it's not because he doesn't want to say it. Like it's not that he's trying to hide something. He just, he's not immediately proactive about it. Yeah. So frustrating. Well, this is how I wonder how people with multiple teenagers to do it (laughs) one teenage one teenager is like again people had warned me that wait until she becomes a teenager wait until she's 14 and like it's just there's just this emotional work that goes on every day and you know and being present and being in the moment and going like listen to her and give her what she needs and how do parents with multiple teenagers do this work? <laughs> well, I think it's interesting too, though, for you, because um, you're, you're like past that point as an adult. So you know what it's like and Lita's in the thick of it, but then you have Marlo mm-hmm. who hasn't hit it yet. Not, not that she's not, you know, has her own emotions. I mean, she obviously does, but I mean, some of the stories that, that you've relayed, she doesn't get it. 
which is probably also infuriating for Lita in some ways. So yeah. you're kind of like, I don't, you're almost having to referee and not even that, that it's intentional, not like Marlo's trying to be, you know, a pest, but she doesn't understand that in a couple years, the emotional shit is going to hit the fan because that's what happens. Well, yeah. And, and I don't remember, and kids are different. And maybe it's because more, I had Marlo as some, uh, I don't know. I don't remember Lita being as immature at nine years old as Marlo is. Marlo is still where I'm like, please don't do that in public. Or you can't talk to people like that. Or like, I'm, I feel like there's just part of me, like every day I'm like, okay, let's correct this behavior and let's correct this behavior to get on our way to becoming like a functioning, more realized person. And I don't remember Lita taking this much work to do that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm curious to hear from other parents about this. When did Lita get her phone? I think Lita was 10 when she got her phone. But there's some shit going on with kids now with FaceTiming and group texts. They all have iPads and stuff, and they're all group texting. And there's stuff going on that is not okay from any person's perspective, stuff that is being said to each other and done. And it's like these kids have been given this technology, and they are ill-equipped to handle it. I've, you know, I've taken away her device. She doesn't have her device for five days a week. She only gets it on Saturday and Sunday. And even so you're then, still doing that. Oh yeah, I'm still doing that. And it's good. It's it's phenomenal. She's great during the week. She's so good. Like it's changed the whole notion that I thought of. Like maybe she's got ADD or maybe she's you know oppositional and like she's super cooperative now and will do her homework. And but then I go, but then she comes to me and she's angry about this one friend who said something and I'm like what happened and then I go read the group text between these kids and I'm like what the hell is going on here just like mean shit or yeah they're like and they're two will gang up on one or three will gang up on two and it's like it's just I don't they aren't they shouldn't be doing this this technology should not exist for kids at these age and so I'm probably going to have to take, I'm, I'm thinking about taking away FaceTime at some point. Um, FaceTime and I don't, I don't know. I'm sort of, I need some professional guidance about this. Does it happen on FaceTime too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Because I know I have a problem. I mean, it, it hasn't been an issue with with Lexton, but I think texting eliminates that emotional piece. So it's a lot easier. To, I mean, it's the same thing with like the comment section online. It's really easy to say those things when you can't actually see the person's physical response. Like you can't see them hurt. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just prattle off. So I'm surprised that it carries over into FaceTime too. And honestly, I fucking hate FaceTime. <laughs> Personally, I just, I, I just don't like it. I don't either. I get the appeal for kids, I guess, but that's no good though. No, and they'll send each other, like, they'll video themselves saying something to the other person. Oh, my god! And I just, yeah, I had a long, I had an hour-long talk with her about it last night, about how what you say to somebody over text message is exactly what you would say to somebody if you were standing right next to them. Like, there's an etiquette. There is a, a humanity that you offer to people, and the way she was talking to her friend was not okay. And she just was not aware? She just... She was like, well, she was being mean to me. And I'm like, that doesn't give you, uh, yeah. I'm like, that doesn't give you, that doesn't allow you to be mean back to her or say what you said to her. So I feel like I'm leaving and like everything is sort of hanging in the air and right. Like it's all around ready to drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no easy way to get yourself to get your head around that because whether, whether everything drops or not. Things will just keep plodding forward, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. It's kind of like, I don't know, like walking into a store and breaking everything on the shelf and then leaving. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of how it feels. Ah! Oh, wow. Th- there's that. I don't know when you travel. I have a. I like to leave my house in order when I travel. There's something about knowing that my house, both literally and figuratively, something about having my house in order makes going to the airport feel better. Like knowing my kitchen counters are clean makes the drive to the airport better. Yeah. It's this, this weird thing where it's like, are all my papers filed? Like, is it all put away? So that when I come home and I'm jet lagged or I'm tired, I don't come home to a gigantic pigsty. I do the exact same thing. And I think it makes like the drive to the airport better because you know that the return is going to be better. So you're kind of, what, what is it? Anticipatory. Overwhelmingness. Right. It's like the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I like to have everything clean, perfect because I know that then when I walk in and I'm jet lagged, whether, whether it had been a good trip or it was a personal trip or a business, I'm going to walk in and everything's going to be perfect. Yeah. For like one minute. For one minute. <laughs> yep. But it's hard, like, even though your house might be in that state, you feel like the other things are not. Yeah, and I I couldn't be leaving my kids in better hands, you know? I, I shouldn't be as worried as I am because my mom is just, she's so good, and t- especially with Lita. Lita loves talking to her about all this stuff, too. My, my mom forged that with me, and I forged that with Lita, and we sort of all three of us have this thing where we talk to each other about all of this, you know, these emotions. And so, and my mom's got the oral report covered and, you know, next week they have a group piano lesson and, and like, yeah. So my mom has got it covered. I shouldn't be as worried about it as I am. It's just, you know, 
I want to make sure that the counters are wiped down before I head to the airport. Well, even though you know that everything's going to be okay, it's because like, you know that your mom can handle it, but you also don't want to feel like you've left things for her to handle. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. I, I actually sent her a text last night after I spent that hour talking to Marlo and I was like, I am so sorry. I am leaving you in this pit. <laughs> like, There's so much, not, not only in terms of projects and schoolwork and all of that, but like both kids are like in the middle of the, the throes of these social and emotional uh, developmental, like, I don't call them milestones, but like stuff is happening. Well, I think it's also though, and baggage is totally not the right word, but I think there's more detail about all of those things in your head than there might be in hers because it is your day to day. Yeah. So I think when she comes into it, she'll probably look at it and say, oh yeah, but this isn't that big of a deal. That's a good point. Just because she, she has that outsider perspective. It's a fresh perspective, even though obviously you're all so connected. It's just still different. She's a little removed from that day-to-day minutia of it. Mm-hmm. Not that it makes you feel any better about it, but I'm sure that that's, you know, kind of her approach and how she'll look at it. Yeah, I guess people who come in from the outside can take a look and go, why are you, like, I would say to Alita, why are you worried about that A-? minus? It's not a big deal. Somebody from the outside can come in to our lives and say, just take, you know, take, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good analogy, that A-. minus. Yeah. Yeah, I think we spend so much time running around freaking out. Someone on the outside would be like, what the hell? There's nothing. There's nothing going on. No, and I, so I am headed to an area of the world that is being, that is flooding right now. Um, I th- I think it's just going to be raining when, when we get there. I don't know if it's, it's going to actually be underwater, but it's, there's a lot of rain. And I had to order some uh, rain boots. I don't have any rain boots because it doesn't rain here. It just snows. I have snow boots. And I'm going to be going to churches. (laughs) So so I've got dresses I got to pack and I had to order these rain boots and I'm not going to have time to get back to my mailbox before I leave on Thursday. So yesterday after getting Lita's contacts done, we headed over to my mailbox because it said it had been delivered and he, I go to get my packages and he's like, this is the only thing you have. And I'm like, no, there should be another package here. And he's like, there isn't one. I'm like, can you check again? And he goes and he checks and it's not there. Ah, oh, shit. So I come, I drive all the way home and I search and I search and I search and it, there was a confirmation signature from the person at the UPS store who signed for my boots. So I call him and I'm like, dude, I was just there and I see the confirmation that's signed. And he's like, oh, yeah, I found those right after you left. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is he the one who signed? Yes. Oh, yeah. I found those right after you left. And I'm like, oh, my God. Stop it. Just one more thing. <laughs> but you'll leave. You'll get on the plane. The plane will take off. And it'll be what it is. It'll be rainy it churches and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we should we should give some fair warning though. We we're gonna go dark next week because of the travel. There will be no there will be no MRS. Yeah, I wish I wish I could fit in another episode, except that um, <clears throat> I don't know how I'm gonna do. 
not. Yeah, it happens. At least, at least we're giving everyone notice. Usually, usually we forget. Usually, we don't actually know that we're not going to be able to fit it in in advance. I have book edits that are due before. Still more, huh? Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, it's just it's going to take me like four hours, but I'm trying to find those four hours in the next two days, and it's like, what am I? I don't know where. <laughs> and are those one of those like? You need four hours in a block. Yes. Yeah, that's what's hard. If it was like four one-hour increments, that's a lot easier to come by. And, you know, I could do it on the plane. So the the deadline isn't until while I'm away. But I want to get it done before I go so that I can enjoy being where I'm going. And Oh, yeah. So back in 2014, 2015... I did a lot of travel and I did a lot of work on planes and I came to have, I, I, I don't, I hate breaking out my laptop on a plane. Now I cannot stand it. I can't, it literally gives me hives to open my computer on a plane because I'm, I'm stuffed in that seat and the computer is literally like in my face and there's nowhere to move. I can't get up and walk around. I can't, there's, it is just a horrible way to work, but that's an option, but I want to, I don't want to do that. I feel like if it's four hours of work and you plan to do it on the plane, it will be six. Mm-hmm. There's something about that confined space. Like I can sit on a cluttered, like at a cluttered desk or in a really small area at home, but on a plane in that seat where you can't really like widen your arms you like you feel so cramped i began to feel it's almost like as soon as it opens and i start to type i feel claustrophobic yeah and i don't have an issue being on planes but with the laptop out i don't know how people do it and especially if the person in front of you reclines their seat oh god yeah it's like and then like the monitor of the laptop hits me in the face (laughs) yes there's nowhere to put your drink it's just like oh it's not it's not the ideal way to work and no no. Well, you, I'm sure you fit that in. You have like a couple other things going on, but mm-hmm. find the time, yeah. you know. Plus, then you just don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Because when I get back, I have like four projects that I have to get done the week of Thanksgiving. And I get the back week the of. week of. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> That's only like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's super cliche and I'm like, wow, it's already November, but seriously, it's like so, two weeks of school and then break. Did you, did you see that somebody on Twitter posted, it's November already. We are already at November and the entire year has passed. What have you done this year? And I wanted to go, I wrote a book, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> 10 months, baby. I wrote a book. Do you know? Oh my God. My God. And will this be the last round of edits? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because these, these, these edits are actually, it's in a PDF document now. These are, it is not in a Word document. They have put it, they have designed it. They have laid it out. If I want to make an edit to anything, I have to print out the page and make it on a piece of paper and then like scan it and email it back to them. That's where we are at this point. So this is basically the ideal would be that you don't have edits. Yeah. 
Okay. And I don't think I will, but they had made some suggestions to some language on some certain pages that I got to go in and make. And I have to write, finish my acknowledgments, which is a thing. So this is an ongoing process for anybody who's never written a book. It just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And then it's done and it's awesome. <sighs> Still on target for February? No, it's it's in April. They wanted to, they, they didn't want to release it at the same time of television sweeps. Oh, that's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the, the, the new date is still the same though. Yeah. And that, that'll give me some breathing time to like, I keep saying that. I'm not going to say that anymore. <laughs> some breathing time. Maybe just you just really need like some breathing time. Catch up, like really, really, really clean off my desk, really organize and file things away and get everything straightened. And then like, you know, getting back to posting more often. And like, I want to, I want to do that. I just, you know, yeah. Well, this has been kind of an all encompassing project. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to reset. And yeah, I guess if it were February, you'd kind of just be coming out of the holidays and then right into it, right into it. So at least now you'll have a second to kind of settle out. Hopefully. Yeah. In April, so it'll be spring, which will be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Since now it'll it's actually... getting dark at like 3 p.m. <laughs> it'll be about 10 years since my first book came out. Uh, it sucked and then I cried. It'll, so that was in two thousand. That was in the spring of 2009. This will be the spring of 2019. Wow. I will not be pregnant. <laughs> Thankfully. So 10 years since your first book, you're not pregnant. Mm-mm. You died 10 times. it's a lot marlo will turn 10 she will turn 10 next next year yeah lita will be 15 it's the year of 10s oh my god yeah they're turning 15 yep that is gonna happen yeah which means a driver's ed here at least i think that i think that's the same here yeah yeah so that's terrifying (laughs) We should we should start thinking about that now. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, I think both John and I are pretty good, aggressive, de- well, aggressive in a defensive way. Hopefully, she inherits that part of us. <laughs> well, Lexton is pretty oblivious, <laughs> so it's going to be terrifying for anyone who's out. Just put that out there. Do you think that you'll get him a car? I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. It will depend on honestly, it will depend on how much I think he actually needs it. Because if he doesn't need it a lot, then he can just drive mine. Mhm. But if he if he really have, I mean if he, you know, when he's 16, if he gets a job and he's got to be back and forth with work and because in part for me with this new homeschool and partial enrollment thing, I, the drop-off and pick-up, I've kind of finally figured out how to make it work, but it's it's just the, the window of time that's like not quite two hours yeah. really makes the afternoon a challenge. Yes. And if him having a car would alleviate that, that would be amazing. That would be worth getting a car. <laughs> but I have I have made it very clear to him that he will not be getting a great car. 
he will be getting a car that is safe and works or he'll be driving mine. Yeah. But I don't, I just don't know how much he's actually going to need it. I'm skeptical. So, um, Cowboy's son uses, um, Lyft. And when, when you do the math, um, considering how much he uses it and how much he doesn't use it, and you do the ba- you do the math on car insurance and gas and maintenance of a car, it's almost like, oh, Lyft actually makes sense. But then there's also the, I want my kid to know how to drive thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think the responsibility of it, like, I think monetarily, it maybe it kind of equals out. But it's different to, you know, to spend seven or eight bucks on a lift versus saying I put off filling my car for three weeks and now it's completely empty and I'm broke. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been there as a teenager and it sucks, but then you figure it out and you start to reprioritize your money and become a little more responsible. And I definitely want him to know how to drive. I think, I think Lyft is awesome, but I don't know. That's interesting. How long has he been doing that? Um, he's been doing it for a while and like, the thing is, is that he like he he doesn't go long distances, and he he uses it very rarely. So like he's saving quite a bit of money in terms of like insurance or buying a used car for him, and gas money and and all that. And I yeah, I saw I looked at my insurance bill, and I'm like, oh god, what's gonna happen when I add? Because because yesterday I had to start adding up contact lens prices in my head because you have that you can only wear them for two weeks at a time, and then you have to. You can buy them, I guess, in a six-pack, but then you have to keep buying them, and then you have to buy the solution for them, and it's like this whole other added, like, financial thing that we're going through now. Right. Um, and then I looked at my my car insurance, and I'm like, oh, my God, what would that look like if I added Lita to it? Ah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, I guess I had, but it's probably something I should at least call them and find out how horrible that looks. I do know it would be less with an older car, though. Well, John was thinking of giving her the 2002 Nissan Xterra that we that he still drives when he comes to Utah. Oh yeah. So, but that car is falling apart. The maintenance on that would just be awful. Well, there is a fine line between like, like I would never want to get Lexed in a new car for a just a variety of reasons. But there's a fine line between also giving them one that's like in that state where it's just going to be a money pit. Mm-hmm. Like I want something that's not that's not perfect, because something is going to happen. I mean, it just will. And I don't, I don't, I just don't know if I agree with the. For me personally, with the message it sends, like you can drive now. Here is your brand new vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never really understood that. And growing up, most of the kids I knew in that situation. Something happened to the car, mm-hmm. like almost inevitably. But the ones who bought a piece of shit for a thousand dollars, they took care of that car like it was their life. Yeah, because they bought it because it was their responsibility. It's just I think it's that mindset. Oh my god, they're gonna drive. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there yet. Nope. Nope. Maybe I'll go with a lift. Yeah, I don't. 
Well, at least Lita can see now. <laughs> there you go. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good starting point. Okay. I have to I have to go finish a project. Fuck. Fuck, 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 just, fuck, fuck. Just fuck. one for now and then the just next one. Just one for now. Just one. one. <laughs> I've got like a, a limit. I've got two hours and 15 minutes to finish this thing. And then I'm going... And then I have Lita has a haircut and Marlo has a whole shit ton of homework that I have to help her with. And then we wait for election results to come out. That's right. So when you listen to this, just know that we're both anxiously waiting and we thank everyone who took the time out of their day today or early voting or vote by mail or whatever for doing that because it's super important. And, you know, our fingers are crossed. And hopefully, hopefully you listen to this on Thursday and feel good about what happened. Or hopefully you have drinks on hand, one of the two. I don't know. We would love to hear your packing stories. Do you clean your house before you leave? Or just be like, fuck it. When I come back, I'm going to be jet lagged anyway, so who cares? I don't right. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a great strategy. So let us know. Yeah. Uh, we would love to hear from you stories at manicramblings.com you can also reach us on twitter instagram and facebook at manic rambling and on patreon patreon.com slash manic ramblings and yeah and tell us if you use how, how your children are driving let us know the good or the bad news mostly the good though just the good don't even tell us the bad honestly (laughs) just the good until next time you know what I know that getting an A- is not a big deal it's not a big deal it's not a big deal the world is not going to end with an A- everything's going to be okay everything's going to be okay Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.